to the unpopular opinion, the R-U-O, your girl, Rondell, bringing you the latest on news, politics, entertainment, and more. Like, share, and tap in. Y'all know when I started off with a sigh that it's going to be some shit, all right? We just going to keep it straight a bean and straight a buck. But first of all, hello. Welcome to Rondell's Unpopular Opinion. Welcome to the Patreon. Of course, they're going to get this first. They're going to get it in video form. Followed by Anchor, also known as Spotify for Podcasters, Spotify. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, everywhere podcast stream. Now, this is going to be a very, very important episode. I need y'all to listen in and pay very, very close attention to the material we're going to go over because no one is talking about this stuff. No one's talking about this stuff. Would it be nice if more people talk about this stuff? Yes. Okay, but not a lot of people to what I have seen are talking about this. We're going to talk about this. Because everything that we said was going to happen is happening. We're going to get into all of that later on. But something very pivotal took place within the last 24 hours pertaining to foreign policy. Okay. Now we understand what has been going on, especially since October, when it pertains to what is happening over with the blue and white flag. And the red, green, black and white flag. Y'all know what I'm talking about. That place where they supposedly have a strip at. We know what's been going on over there, right? We understand the dynamics and we understand how bad it is, right? And we also know, whether we want to acknowledge or not, that Bibi Netanyahu knew about what was going to happen October the 7th. Remember, y'all remember when we got that alert, that broadcasting alert from the White House on October the 4th, and then literally on October the 7th, the attack happened. Pay attention to chronological timeline. Now, it recently came out that Bibi Netanyahu knew that that was going to happen for a whole year, that he was privy to attacks that was supposed to happen for a year. And it happened anyway. But supposedly reports came out that he knew. Pay attention. We already know the terrorist group who they are backed by. We know they are backed by Iran. Okay. We need to get into this. We need to get into this because this is very important. And I'm going to basically share, share my screen. Cause this is crazy. Absolutely insane. 
Now, this is from Fox News. This is from Fox. I'm going to move me out the way. And as you can see here, it tells you that United States forces have killed an Iran-backed leader for the first time under Biden. So Biden has caught a body because you know every president has to catch a body. Every president has to catch a body. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to turn this down. And we're going to get into what happened. Thursday in Baghdad killed an Iranian-backed militia leader, the first known target and killing of its kind by U.S. forces under this president. The move comes amid at least 120 attacks on American forces in the region since early October. Here to react, Fox News senior strategic analyst, retired four-star General Jack Keane. General, my sense is when you heard about this, you thought about time. Am I right? Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, they, the administration finally gave the military permission to take down the first Iranian-backed leader in this administration is something we should have done a long time ago. They've been attacking us for three years. And certainly, as we have seen, and you've reported daily here, that attacks increased and dramatically, you know, since the October 7th attack by Hamas in, inside of Israel. This is an attempt to restore deterrence. We've been talking about this for some time. Despite the pressure, it will put on the Iraqi government, uh, who have inside their parliament, significant opposition to the U.S. troop presence uh, in Iraq. All that said, this is absolutely a step in the right direction. The administration deserves some credit on it. And yeah, it's about time. I agree totally what you said. Days, a couple of days before, uh, it looks like the Israelis took out a key Hamas leader uh, in uh, Lebanon. It delayed the Secretary of State Blinken's arrival there, but now he's going to head over there to defuse tensions. And we gave the Houthi rebels one last chance to knock it off to defuse tensions. And they answered with an unmanned surface vessel attack, one of these water drones, I guess you would say, for civilians like me. Your thought about what they just did and how it changes uh, possibly commercial vessels in the region. Well, certainly the Houthis have expanded the war by disrupting the commercial trafficking uh, through the Red Sea, which is really the exit and the entrance point for the Suez Canal. And as we've documented, about half of the shipping now that goes through the Suez Canal is going around the Horn of Africa, which is going to impact the global supply chain and have an impact on, on the world economy. And Houthis, check mark. I want you to listen to what he just said. And I'm actually going to run that back because, see, this is what we have to pay attention to. This is why economics, finance, and politics are so imperative because they impact your life, whether it's directly or indirectly. You're going to feel the effects of the things that are taking place in some way, shape, or form. If a country is in war and they control about 60% of the world's supply of a certain resource, whether it's oil, whatever it is, it is going to have an effect on you and the dynamic of your life to a degree. Yes, it is. If everything is outsourced and nothing is coming in, you don't have. We're going to rewind that back, what he said.
checkpoint for the Suez Canal. And as we've documented, about half of the shipping now that goes through the Suez Canal is going around the Horn of Africa, which is going to impact the global supply chain and have an impact on, on the world economy. And Houthis, check mark. They've accomplished uh, what they set out to do, which is disrupt uh, the world shipping through the Suez Canal. We have not stopped it. I don't believe we will stop it just by defending ourselves. I think we have to go to the source, take down the rockets, the missiles, the infrastructure, the radar, the command and control. Brian, we've got the capability to do that in a night or maybe two or three at the most if we took a more measured approach to this. And as I've said many times before, we keep ignoring the source, which is Iran. General McKenzie, the former CENTCOM commander, has an excellent article in the Wall Street Journal laying out why we need deterrence and why killing Qasem Soleimani was so important in putting the Iranians back on their heels. And we have to do more of that. We have to go to the source to recognize that they're directing, they're supporting this. They are. Listen to what he's saying. Remember, Soleimani was the general that 45 took out, right? And this relates back to why 45 basically tore up the nuclear deal that was signed and basically put into place by 44, by Barack Obama. Because 45 felt as though you're not going to be able to buy, sell, and trade to keep your economy running, to trade and buy and sell with the allies. And you're still going around initiating these proxy wars via Houthi rebels and Hamas, and you're terrorizing the entire Middle East still, and you're still running your nuclear program. You're not going to be able to have the allotment to do that. You had Barack Obama airlift a million dollar, uh, excuse me, a billion with a B, a billion dollars in cash. Trade prisoners. This has been going on for quite some time as far as this whole situation of these proxy wars. It's been going on for a long time. And the last two administrations before this one took a lot of risk. A lot of risk. This is a lot. But as you can hear, he's saying that Iran is one of the major problems. And why we see a lot of this going on. Because the Hamas and the Houthis are getting their backing via Iran. So that is key to understand. Conducting a war in the Middle East to drive the United States out and destroy Israel. And they're using the proxies to do it. And we can't continue to ignore them. General, describe what you mean when you say the best way to stop the expansion of a war is show you're willing to attack back. How is that mindset going to stop the expansion of this conflict, if anything, Ken? Yeah, you have to achieve 
you know, some some kind of escalation dominance here that what holds back the administration is the fear that if we take action, then that will escalate and will get out of control and walk up the ladder of escalation that will lead to war. The history doesn't support that dealing with the Iranians. The reason why they use the, the proxies, because they don't want direct confrontation themselves with the United States, has been a pretty successful strategy, frankly, going back to the Reagan administration. But Reagan and Trump both interceded and took on Iran directly. And when they did it, they stopped. It doesn't mean they would stop initially, but they will stop significantly what they're doing, in my judgment. And, and as long as we sit back and continue to let these proxies do what they're doing and ignore Iran, Iran doesn't care that there's proxy casualties. They're going to keep pushing them to be aggressive. And that's going to continue. And if you want to get more on this, go pick up the Institute for the Study of War. It keeps you up to date on what's happening in Ukraine, Iran, as well as with Israel. Uh, General, thanks so much. Appreciate it. Have a fantastic weekend. Y'all. Notice how they did not. Notice how they didn't explain who this individual was. They didn't give us a name. They didn't give you a name. They didn't give you a name. Now, here's what he said that just like really made my gears turn and think, okay? He said based on the pathology going back to Reagan that Iran doesn't want direct contact with or direct conflict with the United States. This is why they use proxies. Well, now the tides have changed now. The tides have changed. See, the difference was, was that the United States was in a certain economic position to bully as a powerhouse. But see, what a lot of these old heads don't seem to understand is that times have changed. Okay? Now, they didn't want to give his name, right? But the Financial Times gave the name. We're going to look at that. They gave the name. Now, this was written January 4th, okay? The U.S. military has killed a high-ranking commander of an Iran-backed militia in Iraq, saying an airstrike of the group's logistics headquarters in central Baghdad was done in self-defense, okay? Major General Pat Ryder, the Pentagon press secretary, said that the target, Mushtaq Talib al-Siadi, also known as Abu Taqwa, was actively involved in planning and carrying out attacks against the United States military in the region. Thursday strike comes amid escalating tensions in the Middle East tied to Israel's ongoing war with Hamas. 
So that's who he, who it was that they took out. But you see, Fox didn't want to tell it. This is why you always got to look at more than one source. Okay? Now, like I said, the tides are changing. And they believe that they don't want direct conflict with the United States. They never did, which is why they use these proxy wars. They fight with these proxy wars. Here's the difference now. The difference now is economically, the United States does not have the GDP and the economic status at the moment because the economy and the dollar is shit. They don't have the bandwidth right now to bully anybody. Now, like I done said, on plenty of occasions, that Iran was one of five or six nations that would be joining the BRICS conglomerate January 1st of 2024. This all ties into what we see playing out. Now, the difference is, the difference is, is that now they have new friends. That's the difference. They got new friends. They got new backing. This article is from The Cradle. Now, this is what's being spoken about recently. You see, is dated January 3rd of 2024. Iran aims to form joint currency with BRICS nations. Now, before I get into this, we need to put this into perspective of what we're looking at. Iran is one of six nations that joined BRICS January 1st. The other nation that joined was Saudi Arabia. Why is this important? The whole Houthi rebel proxy war that's taken place in Yemen, been taking place since Barack Obama presidency, where Joe Biden was the, v the VP, that specific conflict was a proxy war or is a proxy war between Saudi Arabia and Iran. Iran obviously backs the Houthi rebels to destroy Yemen. Saudi Arabia wants control of Yemen. The Houthi rebels don't want to see that happen. Saudi Arabia was getting their military backing from the United States as an ally. As an ally through Barack Obama and through Donald Trump. Stealth military weaponry to fight with the Houthi rebels backed by Iran. So instead of the Saudis and Iran knucking and bucking and ready to fight each other, you have Iran using Houthi rebels and the Saudis using the United States. The United States and Iran were both providing military backing to fight that proxy war. The United States was providing military backing for the Saudis 
and Iran was providing military backing for the Houthi rebels that live in Yemen, that are in Yemen. Saudi Arabia just joined the BRICS banking system with Iran. After Barack Obama and Joe Biden were wanted for war crimes. Due to a proxy war that they were fighting with Iran. Saudi Arabia has now turned their back on America who provided military stealth weaponry for them. Of course, they paid lovely for it. But this was an ally supposedly for 70 plus years. Just turn and flip and joint bricks, ditching the dollar to join bricks with Iran when they both equally, Iran and Saudi Arabia, have destroyed the Yemen state. Barack Obama was wanted for war crimes by the United Nations for what was taking place. That was the whole purpose of Barack Obama coming up with a no strike list of places where the Saudis were not allowed to basically drop weapons at or drop bombs and military weaponry on certain places like mosques, like schools, like hospitals, supermarkets. The United States went through all of this for Saudi Arabia to turn around and fuck with the ops anyway. I want y'all to understand what we're looking at here. How economically the United States is being left off of bad and bougie. And now you got Iran. It hasn't even been a full week since they've been in the BRICS conglomerate you see here that the cradle is reporting and several other publications are reporting this that iran aims to form joint currency with BRICS nations member states that the of the BRICS group have recently stepped up to trade in local currencies in order to boost their economies and counter the u.s dollar do you see this Iran's Deputy Foreign Minister Mahadi Safari said on January 3rd that Tehran is interested in forming a united currency. This is the same nation. I'm sorry, but I gotta really I gotta really think about this shit. This is the same nation that had crippling economic. I want y'all to see the karmic debt. The economic, crippling economic sanctions was placed on these people. The United States was telling them what they are able to use their money for, how they're able to use their uranium. Do y'all see how it ain't no fun when the rabbit got the gun? Do y'all see this? It's interested in forming a united currency with member states. Of course, they're going to want to do this. Remember, 
just recently they just had a prisoner swap and part of the prisoner swap was they got i think six billion dollars that was owed to them it was in a korean account frozen and they were told that they were only allowed to use that for humanitarian purposes they are finding every which way to override the swift banking system we are interested in creating a unified currency in the BRICS group, and this could be very effective. By using national currencies, the process of eliminating the use of the dollar in commercial exchanges begins, and we are interested in continuing the process. The minister added that Tehran hopes to serve as a banking system for the BRICS nation. Tehran hopes to serve as a banking center for BRICS nations. They said, what IMF? They said, what IMF? What World Bank? Who that? That's what they said. He also praised the role of the New Development Bank. We have spoken about this as well. Established by BRICS nations in 2014 to support. Now, remember, I mentioned this before on my, my lives on, on YouTube. Who was president in 2014, serving their second term? Barack Obama. This started under him. Why did it start under him? Because of the crippling economic sanctions. Because of the strictness of the nuclear deal. The world saw what was happening. This is when it was, you better drop dealing with Iran and certain people or else. We will cut off your oil. We will cut off your resources if you don't. This is the type of stuff the United States was doing. Bullying other nations. But like I said, ain't no fun when the rabbit got the gun now. Now, this started in 2014 to support joint projects and international cooperation. As you heard, Africa is going to fall victim to, to this too. You got agents like Akon taking money from Xi Jinping from China, thinking that it don't come with a cost. Safari highlighted the positive role BRICS can play in terms of energy. The most important problem is represented by three issues. The first is energy production. The second is energy transfer. And the third is energy consumption. And I can say that these three issues are being solved by BRICS. The annual BRICS summit was held in August last year. During the summit, Iran was one of six countries officially invited to join the group of nations alongside Argentina, Egypt, Ethiopia, Saudi Arabia, and United Arab Emirates. <laughs> During the summit, discussions were held regarding the establishment of a joint currency. This is the shit that they were talking about. These plans have went underway for some time and have now accelerated with the aim of countering the hegemony of the United States dollar. BRICS countries have recently stepped up 
trade in local currencies in order to strengthen the economies and counter the greenback. This is crazy. Over the recent months, both China and Russia have sought to expand the BRICS group in an attempt to close foreign, forge closer ties with South America and West Asia. BRICS member states comprise 40% of global production and nearly one third of the world's economy. Last year, BRICS outpaced the gross domestic product GDP, like I mentioned before, of the U.S.-led G7 in terms of purchasing power parity. I'm going to find that live that I did on financial literacy, and I'm going to repost it. Because I spoke about this all last year. And now what's happening? This is insane. So in the midst of leaders being taken out, Iranian leaders being taken out. Iran is also a part of a new conglomerate where they do not need the United States economically anymore. This is the difference what they don't understand. This is what I don't think people on the left and the right are understanding. War is money. War is profitable. This is why both sides of the aisle support this shit. They love protecting their vested interests. They don't care about the casualties. But now they have new friends and they don't need the United States economically anymore. I have no words this is why in a way I'm saying way less because I feel like I did a lot of talking over the last four years and now it's just time to see things play themselves out it's time to see the it's time to sit down and watch everything play out. That's what it's time to do. I was at the auditions. I was at the casting. I was at rehearsals. And now it's time for the show to start. So I'm going to have a seat in the front row with my playbill and I'm gonna watch the show because I knew and saw the show before it was actually showtime I saw it coming into fruition this is crazy drop down in the comments we've already been a half an hour already Drop down in the comments if you're on Patreon. Let me know what you think about this. But this is what's going on. This is what's happening. 
Shout out to you for making it all the way to the end of this. I love y'all. Y'all know this. Y'all take care and y'all be well. All right, peace.